sound like the stuff lasers sound like the stuff of science fiction right sound completely unbelievable how could our military possibly be using those in future warfare guess what we've just had a recent breakthrough more great test results that are making lasers a reality so it's called Athena. Lockheed Martin makes it, and they've been doing a lot of the pioneering in this laser field. Now, what's really exciting about it is that it's so hard to harness that much power and make it compact enough that it's actually going to make practical sense downrange. And they've proven that they can do that. Uh, recently, uh, they tested it against five moving drones, so realistic drones that they might go up against, with, uh, you know, enemy forces might send against us, for example, uh, or terrorists might send against us. Uh, and it successfully shot down all five of the drones. This is huge news because it means that in a realistic, practical setting, it's looking very promising. So it could be ready to field quite soon. So when you see the movies or you look at comic books or television shows, when you see laser weapons, they tend to be a color, right? Red or green or something like that. Uh, real lasers, one of the key advantages that they provide is that they are invisible. You actually can't see them. You just see this damage suddenly starting to blow something up. Uh, so all right, welcome back with Conspiracy Corner with Lacey. And Kara. So we're getting into government conspiracies this month. Yes. Um, so we thought we'd start off strong. And we're going to be talking about HARP and chemtrails. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know too much about HARP, so why don't we start with that? Yeah, so we're going to dive right in. It's a lot of information. And so the deeper I dove, the like deeper it the wormhole was. <laughs> yeah, like it just spiraled out of control. Also, um, we are live on MixLR if you guys want to chat with us. Or um, you can chat with us over on Twitter. Or um, you could like message us on Instagram at ConspiracyCornerVC. Um, I just want to remind everybody. Also, um, hopefully our audio levels are a little better. Sorry about that last week. I know it was Sorry a little loud. blowing your ears yeah. off, guys. Um, While you're driving. I know. Wherever you are. So hopefully that's a little better. But um, diving right into HARP. Um, what is HARP? So HARP stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. That's a mouthful. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done. It's Monday. Welcome. Bye. Welcome to the Conspiracy Corner. It's been a day. It is Monday. Okay. All right. So moving forward. <laughs> HARP. HARP. Um, so what does HARP do? It studies the ionosphere. Ionosphere. Oh, that's right. Um, that sounds to right. advance communication and navigation systems. So these are your GPS systems, your... Um, your TV, uh, like if you have like the satellite television, your cell phone signals, all of that. Um, scientists transmit 3.6 milliwatts, megawatts, megawatts, megawatts. Wow. I'm on a roll today, guys. <laughs> um, of signal into the ionosphere so fellow scientists can understand and control ionospheric processes that might alter performance of communication and surveillance systems. So, like I said, basically, we're trying, they're trying to understand the ionosphere so that we can have better TV, radio, and cell phone signals. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what it says. I'm devil's advocate today. Um, so, I will say a lot of their scientific stuff does make sense. Like, you're like, okay. oh, okay. Like, that's true. Um, HARP's transmitter works by heating the ionosphere above the signal site. Uh, this has led many to believe that it's, des it's designed to alter the world's weather system to benefit the U.S. 
Um, Interesting. Yeah. So what is, seems like it links to what my topic was a little bit. Yeah, they definitely go like hand in hand. Um, and when you, we're going to be talking about harp and chemtrails. So um, the two of them really just kind of feed off of each other. Um, but what is the ionosphere? So I've said it a few times. Um, if you didn't need to take like, you know, meteorology or earth science, then you might not know. Um, so it's the layer of the Earth's atmosphere that contains a high concentration of ions and free electrons and is able to reflect radio waves. It lies above the mesosphere and extends from about 50 to 600 miles or 80 to 1,000 kilometers above the Earth's surface. Um, so HARP is funded by the Office of Naval Research and administered by the U.S. Navy together with the U.S. Air Force and the University of Alaska. So there's a lot of hands in the pot for this. Um, you'll also notice that a lot of the hands in the pot have to do with, like, the Army or the military. Um, well, it's the Navy and the Air Force. It's not the Army. But a lot of them have to do with the military, which is kind of weird because not all of our, like, research sites or things along that line would be um, kind of monitored by the um, military systems. They'd be monitored by – they have the University of Alaska in there, but most of them would be so monitored So this one is funded. Funded and monitored, yeah. So, and hmm. then it's managed by the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA. Um, and then, so many acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of this stuff has a bunch of acronyms. Um, and then it's um, also managed by the Air Force Research Laboratory, or ALFR, and the Office of Naval Research, or ONR. Um, so where is it? It is in Gakona, Alaska. Well, it's eight miles out of Gakona, Alaska. Alaska was just was chosen because it's the only state in the auroral region. Um, and auroral region is where like the um, the lights happen. The northern lights happen. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, um, why is that significant? We're gonna, gonna get tell to that. me. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's housed on thirty three acres. Um, it began in nineteen ninety, but was reported to start operating in 1992 so i saw some conflicting stuff um but a lot of people just say it began in 1990 but i actually saw that it was operating since 1992 Mm -hmm. um it was invented by dr bernard eastland um and eastland has said that this device has the capability to control weather he has also said it is possible to alter upper atmosphere wind patterns by constructing one or more plumes of atmospheric particles which will act as a lens or focusing device. So basically, you can, um, like, take this device. Well, <laughs> bless you. It's not It's not a device. It's actually like a, it looks like a farm. That's what I was going to ask. It's so, it's, it's yeah. not a device. It's they not just a call it singular a device. device. No, it, it's just referred to as a device because it all kind of works together. But it's like a farm <laughs> of, bless you. <laughs> Oh my god, this pollen is killing me. Um, it's like a farm of antennas, essentially. And we posted a picture on our Instagram, uh, Conspiracy Corner BC. And it, yeah, it's like, you know when you see those like turbine, those wind turbines? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like that, but it's antennas instead of the wind turbines. So is that why they're calling it like quote-unquote devices? I think they're returning it as, yeah, they're considering it a device because it operates and completes a function. Which makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically it can, um, kind of take the upper atmosphere and like, 
change the particles and then focus them to do something else. But Which affects the weather? It can, essentially. Okay. And the, the inventor himself is saying it can, but we've never Has actually... Has it been supported? Yeah, there's not actual proof. Like, there's never been... You can't... There's not a video of them, like, doing it and then it's raining or it's a tornado or something along those lines. Gotcha. Um, and it's in Alaska. Interesting. Yes, which I'm going to get to a really interesting point about that in just okay, a second. Yes. I'm ready. Um, so as of 2013, there are 48 active antenna in the array. So that's the, like, field. The farm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when completed, there will be 180 antennas. Which it's not completed? I didn't realize that it wasn't completed either, but apparently it's not. Um, the high frequency transmitter produces 960 kilowatts of power and has an operational range of 2.8 to 8.2 mega megahertz, which completed, when completed, it will have a max transmitter power of 3,600 3, kilowatts. So that's a lot of power. So, sorry. No, you're good. Is the point to control the weather? Um, no, the point is to study the ionosphere for the better radio waves. Okay. Right. <laughs> You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah, right. So there's a lot more to it. Um, personnel at HARP insist that their program is completely unclassified and that the system will not affect the weather. Uh, um, it, they also state that the system does not transmit signals in the ELF frequency, which we'll talk about the ELF frequency okay. a little bit later. Um, they also state it is not designed to be an operational system for military purposes. So one of the theories we're going to get into is that it's actually um, a weapon of mass destruction. So that's a little bit more than just kind of controlling the weather. But, it is. Um, so HARP personnel has pretty much debunked all of Well, they've, they've stated that none of this is true. I don't know that they've well, actually they debunked they anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the website has an extensive Q&A session, section, not session, section. <laughs> um, they do say that their program is completely unclassified, which I just stated. But um, it's, so the website is harp.alaska.edu, and it's harp with two A's. Um, so super extensive Q&A, frequently asked questions section. Like, they answer all kinds of stuff. Um they also state that it has the ability to induce a small localized change in the ionospheric temperature so that resulting reactions can be studied by other instruments located at or close to the HARP site. Okay. So, again, saying that they can change the temperature, but, you know, that's not what the purpose is. Um, it is also, fun fact, I didn't know this, um, it is not the only ionospheric heater. There's another one in Fairbanks, Alaska... Um, as well as the ones in Puerto Rico, Russia, Australia, Greenland, and Norway. Um, I didn't know there were that many, so that's pretty interesting. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, and what, I mean, I, I understand Greenland and Norway. I'm pretty sure they have northern lights as well. Yes. But the other three? Well, Russia I can believe as well, but Russia Australia and Puerto Rico yeah. are south of the equator. Right, so I don't know... I don't know. The significance. Yeah, I'm not a scientist. It didn't... Maybe because they're hot places? It didn't go into a lot of details about the ones there. It's just saying that basically they're not the only one. Like, this but is maybe there's sketching. not farms. Are, the, are they saying that there are farming? Like, they have antennas there? Or... Yeah, they're saying oh, that wow. they have the same, de the same type of device, essentially. Okay, got it. Um, 
even if the ionosphere heaters aren't weapons of destruction, aren't changing the weather, any of that, um, the effects to the Earth are currently unknown. So what they're doing to the atmosphere, what they're doing um, to people's health, like those kind of things have not been studied or tested since this like thing has opened in 1990. Whether it's killing people, basically? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and when we get Has in, it been said that there's been people that um, have died? We're going to get into some theories about, like, mind control and Ooh. stuff. So, okay. I mean, there's definitely... If if the information it goes in the right direction, there's definitely the possibility it could be harming people, but we don't have proof of it. Hmm. Okay. And nobody's studying it. I of course why. not. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny that it's unclassified. Yeah, but the... Yeah, and like I said, it had, like, this Q&A se- section is, like, intense. Like, there was... I was reading page after page after page. Um, and, I mean, it's just... People ask a lot of questions. What do you do? What? How does it work? And, I mean, it's all in scientific terms, so I didn't understand a lot of it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I... I I got the gist of a lot of it, but I, I mean, there's still. I get it. Yeah. I'd probably be in the same boat. There's a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, that's convenient that they worded it that way, you know? Right. Um, but we are going to jump into our first video that's going to help us transition from harp to chemtrails. Um, this cool. video is interesting because it's actually Prince talking about Prince chemtrails. The singer? Prince the singer. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so he believed that there were chemtrails and that they were really suspicious. So we're going to dive into that. What he said affects all of us. He said something that really hit home about um, this phenomena of chemtrails. And, you know, when I was a kid, I used to see these trails in the sky all the time. And so oh, that's cool. A jet just went over. And then you started to see a whole bunch of them. And the next thing you know, everybody in your neighborhood was fighting and arguing and you didn't know why. Okay, and, and you really didn't know why. I mean, everybody was fighting. So he, he started riffing about the chemtrails and he started to say things that uh, hit home so hard, and I would recommend that everybody try to get what he said online or wherever and try to get a copy of it and just listen to it. Okay, so I didn't preface this correctly. He is talking about Dick Gregory. Um, Dick Gregory is a speaker um i'm not sure everything he has accomplished i didn't get to look into him too deeply um but he talks a lot about like things the government is doing wrong to people and so he prince is saying that um if you have a chance you should listen to dick gregory talk about chemtrails i would have played that but there weren't um a bunch of super clear ones to listen to so hmm okay well well, let's start it. Chemtrails. What the heck are those? So, um, Please tell me. chemtrails <laughs> refers to the theory that the government um, is like part of a secret program to add toxic chemicals to the atmosphere from aircraft, and you'd be able to see visible plumes in the sky. Um, so now you can kind of see the connection already between yeah. chemtrails and HARP. Um, 
all this like sky weather yeah. control, man. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yep. And, you know, uh, reasons as to why this came about include sterilization, reduction of life expectancy, mind control, or weather control. Which, again, two, th- two major elements we're going to be talking about with heart or mind control and weather control. Um, but Prince mentioned, um, I don't know about like sterilization or reduction of life, life expectancy, but Prince was mentioning that like his whole neighborhood would be like randomly upset and fighting after these like jet planes had gone by. So hmm. that is interesting. Yeah. So it definitely makes you think a little. Mm. Yeah, it kind of does actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like weird vibes just about this topic. Oh, this one gets um, crazy. Like once we get into theory, like you're just, I feel like you're yours not, is way crazier you're than not mine. not safe anywhere. <laughs> I, I could not find any, like anything that said, this is a reliable theory, basically. Yeah. Like, everything is either classified or, mm-hmm. like, people haven't looked into it. Yeah. Like, I could not find a lot of information on this topic. No, yeah. It's, um, like, all over the place. There are something called contrails. And for those of you who don't know what that is, um, those are the trail of condensed water that come, like, after, like, an airplane. Like, those white lines you see in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um uh, they can happen from the rockets, too, um, at high altitude. Um, they're formed when humid jet exhaust condenses into ice crystals in the cold, dry, upper-level air. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they look like clouds. Yeah, um, I've seen them. So many studies have shown that contrails have a negative impact on the environment, but not for the reasons that theory, theorists have said. Um, basically, they say that there is a, quote-unquote, normal amount of time that those trails are supposed to last and the ones that last longer are said to have like extra substances in them Mm -hmm. and that's why they're linked to chemtrails um so while chemtrails are considered a myth contrails themselves themselves might actually be harming us by contributing to global warming so similar to like like fuel exhaust like that kind of I Is believe kind so. Of what yes. Okay. Yeah. Any any type of exhaust that comes from an aircraft. Okay. Um, that's why you see those white lines in the skies, and yeah. sometimes they do last a long time. Yeah, for um, sure. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, and well, supposedly love... they have extra substances. So around here we have like um, a place where you learn to like fly. Yeah. Those like little and like you can like test the like writing like "Will you marry me?" or um, yeah. like "Jesus loves you," like those kinds of things. And it's always funny because those are such long things. So and like they last. Yeah. So they have extra but then substances. Like, <laughs> sometimes it'll be like, I mean, it's still there, but it'll be like, will you marry me? And then like will is just like a big blob by the time you get to like me. But right. like the cloud is still there. It's just not holding its shape. Correct. But I just always thought that was funny. Just that was like a side <laughs> note. <laughs> Some interesting facts about contrails are that military aircrafts will sometimes fly at a particular altitude to avoid producing a contrail, and because of that, they avoid detection. Um, and when a plane is traveling towards an observer on the ground, it may emit a contrail that appears to be vertical. This was said to be seen in November 2010. The Pentagon was left in awe by what was said to be a mysterious missile launch off the coast of Cali, but it was eventually concluded that it was just um, a contrail, which I think is weird. Sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> now, um, 
I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I had heard of chemtrails, but <laughs> there's something called the al- albedo modification. Yeah, I've never heard of this. I saw this in your notes, but yeah. I, I haven't um, heard of this. It is a theoretical proposal for combating global warming. Um, so it has a second name. They use it, um, I guess it would be the scientific name, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. solo, solar geoengineering. Um, these are technologies that would enable people to add materials to the Earth's atmosphere to reflect a bit more sunlight back to space and would partially mask or reduce the climate change due to too many greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm. This got a little scientific for me. I don't know if I fully understand what's going on with this. but um, it's, It sounds like it's a, it's a way to block gases. I would say, yeah, block. Or trap. Block or slow global warming but not like reverse it yeah yeah that's kind of what it sounds like um solar geoengineering is being studied but is only in the early stages and it is a very controversial controversial um climate policy this is because if it were tested on a larger scale it could involve many risks and would raise a range of social political man i got a lot of words i can't pronounce it's monday man and and ethical issues um but there are many articles on this topic and they're pretty concluded that there are no active programs um studying the albedo modification outdoors however they are working on an approval um so i guess that would be unclassified if it were to be passed but i i have no idea i think our last video kind of talks about something like this oh really yeah great well because how they're like testing it indoors and they're not really testing it outside yet because it hasn't been approved Um, i feel like something like this is something that should be tested outside but also could be very harmful yeah i mean they need to know the effect like i get it they need to know the effects yeah before i mean it just goes back to what you believe i guess because if (laughs) you think they're putting chemtrails out there then they're definitely not testing that in a laboratory like they're just they're just kind of doing it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but like yeah. I said, I couldn't find any anything that actually said that they were. No, like, yeah. everything says that there there are no programs like doing it or anything. Mm-hmm. But of course, they're gonna say that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. I I think this is a good thing to have. I don't know if I believe that they're doing it though. Right. It sounds like a really good excuse for like, oh, we're just yeah trying to save the environment and stop the ice caps from melting. Yeah. We're not killing you. <laughs> Now, the albedo modification is supposed to be separate from the chemtrails. So, like, they're two right. different topics, but they're linked because of the similarities that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things like injecting reflective particles into the stratosphere and the methods for producing chemtrails. Hmm. So, if that doesn't make you think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know my topic was a little scientific. had a, a lot more, like, in, Yeah. No, I don't even understand it. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, like, once you jump into this wormhole of, like, government conspiracies, (laughs) it's just one thing after another. But um, I do want to jump into the theories, especially behind HARP. Um, There's, like, two or three major ones. But before I do, I want to – we're going to play our last video – um, this is talking about physicists using lasers to bring down like rain and lightning and how it's only experimental and how they're not like testing it outside yet. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so tell me more. <laughs> I'll let him tell you. Let me show. Okay. 
I mean, lasers, really, to change the weather? That's right. Well, as Mark Twain once famously said, everyone complains about the weather, but no one ever does anything about it. Well, instead of doing a rain dance, we physicists are firing trillion-watt lasers into the sky to actually precipitate rain clouds and actually bring down lightning bolts. This is potentially a game-changer. But this is experimental. It's experimental. However, in the laboratory so far, it works. When you have water vapor and you have dust particles or ice crystals, you can precipitate rain. It condenses around the seeds. These seeds can also be created by laser beams. By firing trillion-watt lasers, you rip apart the electrons, creating what are called ions, and these ions act like seeds, like dust particles, bringing down rain and even lightning. Go ahead. Oh my God, that's just crazy. No. Uh, I mean, no big deal. They're just testing out No big deal. They're lasers. just like freaking creating lightning that could kill people. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fun. Um, okay, so let's get into the biggest theory. Yes. Um, and so this theory is that HARP is a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> capable of geophysical warfare. Um, this also wraps in the, they're controlling the weather because they would be controlling the weather for, you know, mass destruction and geophysical warfare, which that's what we need more war weapons. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but goodness gracious. So many believe that the government is, so why, why do we think this? Um, Many people believe that the government is using Nikola Tesla's discoveries in HARP technology. So, um... Smart man, I'm telling you. At the time, many of Tesla's inventions were judged as too futuristic and sensitive by the scientists. So, at that time, they, you know, wrote him off, which we... Everybody knows that. He was written off a lot. He's been discredited, too. Oh, yeah. And his ideas have been stolen. It's a whole... He's his own conspiracy. (laughs) Um, He is. But, so, Tesla did believe that some of his inventions could manipulate the weather and even possibly controlling earthquakes. So, earthquakes are always, like, a separate element from weather. Um, but when we talk about controlling the weather, we are we are talking about controlling earthquakes as well. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait till that I get into... That means tectonic plate shifting. Yeah. Wait okay. till I get into that. Um, he once... Yep. He once <laughs> bragged that one of his power vibrators could shake down the Empire State Building. That's... Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Um, Tesla was also confident that the frequency on his resonant vibrator could pass through the Earth with almost no loss of energy and that such an invention could be used in effect with deadly warfare. He also stated that if the vibrator were large enough, it could transmit mechanical vibrations through the Earth that could split the planet in half. Oh my God. So, I mean, we're talking a weapon of mass destruction. And there, um, many um, like theorists believe that this is the technology that HARP has, that okay. HARP is utilizing. Um, many researchers point out that one of Tesla's principal goals was to collect the sun's energy that was stored in the Earth's atmosphere. Tesla believed that if scientists could harness this energy, they would have access to almost unlimited clean electric power, free from coal and gas emissions, and elimination the hazards of using like nuclear power plants but on the other hand if the government could harness this energy then the power could be used to control weather causing earthquakes drought freezing winters and scorching summers which we had some recently yeah, well, yeah this seems kind of familiar mm-hmm. um 
Um, conspiracy theorists believe that HARP has three major weapon system components. So this is space-based, so it weaponizes Earth's atmosphere, so it can oh. attack or protect from space. Air-based, which uses chemtrails. There it oh, is. thank you. As a frequency reflector from its ground and space bases. And then ground base, which energizes the stations in Alaska, Greenland, Norway, and Australia. So going back to when earlier you were like, why would they have one in Australia? Um, Apparently it energizes. Yeah, like they, the conspiracy side of it is that these, all of these um, ionic heater, ionospheric heaters can like communicate. So imagine if they like worked together. Mm. Um, theorists also believe, so here is some of the proof that the theorists have kind of held on to, um, that HARP is responsible for the Myanmar cyclone. This was May 3rd, 2008 and had 80,000 deaths with 60,000 people missing. The China earthquake in May 12th, 2008, this had 68,000 deaths. The Haiti earthquake, January 12th, 2010, this had 92,000 deaths um, and left 1.8 million people homeless. Mm. And the Fukushima earthquake and tsunami, March 11th, 2011, this had 16,000 deaths and 770,000 buildings partially or fully destroyed. So that's just a few. I mean, there are lists and lists of things that um, since 1992 that people think harp is responsible for but those ones were the most prominent um harp's weapons would be prepared for the strategic defense initiatives which usually which utilize powerful radio frequency weapons to bring out weather warfare including earthquakes harp can isolate targets within cities industrial sites individual buildings and specific humans so this thing has the ability to target people Mm. um Another weird incident that happened that people like to utilize as proof, and there are reports for the entire 15-day span or 20-day span, but I only pulled a couple for the sake of time and not boring you all to death with facts. (laughs) Um, But, well, I mean, that came out wrong. (laughs) I meant, like, boring you all about, like, these bird facts. Um, in late 2010 and early 2011, that was weird that I said it like that, um, December 20th, 2010 through January 15th, 2011, many people reported massive fish and bird die-offs worldwide. Many believe that the cause was the effects of harp on wildlife, although there are many other theories. And there were some scientific theories, um, like changes in water and things like that, but it's just very, this is a very distinct amount of time. And the numbers are ridiculous. So January 1st, 2011, Beebe, Arkansas, 5,000 red-winged blackbirds over a 1.5 square mile radius were found dead. January 5th, 2011, 40,000 bodies of lobsters, crabs, sponges, and anemones washed up on the shores of England. So this is the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, January 7th, 2011, 100 tons of dead fish were found floating in Lake Buhi, in the Philippines. And it moved again. Yeah. And I mean, there were tons of reports. Like, there's more fish, more. One of them was like 70,000 birds. Oh um, yeah, I didn't keep all the bird facts because I, was, I didn't want to just sit here and recite bird facts for you guys. But 
Um, we definitely post that on like Twitter or Instagram if you guys were interested in seeing like the rest of those. But that is like one of those big ones that's like never been explained. Um, hmm. So then there's research. There's a researcher, Rosalie Bartel. Bartel, sorry. Oh, I have it written both ways. Now I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, Rosalie Bartel, I think it's Bartel, president of the International Institute of Concern for Public Health, insists that HARP can do a lot more than localized changes in temperature, which is what um, HARP's website reports can do. Like it can change the temperature, but it never talks about, um, you know, being a weapon of mass destruction. Um, Bartel also believes that HARP is a gigantic heater that can cause major disruptions in the ionosphere, creating not just holes, but long incisions in the protective layer that keeps deadly radiation from bombarding the planet. Oh, so they can kill us with radiation now. Yeah. Okay. Bartel also really believes that while HARP is presented as a device for repairing the ozone or as a space shield against incoming weapons, it has the ability to deliver very large amounts of energy comparable to the nuclear bomb anywhere on Earth via laser and particle beams, which if we note, um, the video at the very beginning the woman in the news article news um cast was saying that these lasers these are not the red and green lasers we know like these are invisible to the naked eye what yeah so um Bertel also was saying that um basically like this thing was not designed for good and when she's talking about like how it's it can rip incisions and holes in the protective layer that keep like the radiation out that goes back to like nobody's ever done studies on what this device is doing to the earth so it could be yeah <laughs> it could be bad yeah it could be destroying our ozone layer essentially wonderful <laughs> um can you look her up really quick and see if it's bartell or bertel because i feel bad like we're always Rosalie butchering people's bertel. names um, many conspiracy theorists also believe that HARP can trigger floods, droughts, hurricanes, tsunamis, and power blackouts all over major cities and surrounding areas. In 2010, a TV documentary on HARP by the Canadian Broadcasting Company reported... It's Bertel. 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 Oh, wait. But then... Uh, yeah, it's Bertel, I think. There's both. I have no idea. See? Yeah, and I got let it me, from, like, a me. bunch of different sources, so... It's correcting it to Bertel. Okay. We're going to yeah. go with Bertel. And I'm yep. sorry if we're wrong. Um, <laughs> sorry. But so this Canadian broadcasting company reported that it isn't just conspiracy theorists who, con who are concerned about HARP. The European Union called the project a global concern and passes a resolution calling for more information on its health and environment risks. Despite those concerns, officials at HARP insist the project is nothing more sinister than a radio science research facility. Um, so basically, Europe is like, hey, we want more information on this device. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what is this? Um, and they're like, well, we have it. We have a Q&A on our website. Like, it's fine. We're just a research yeah. facility. Because it's, you know. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> With freaking government sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so obviously the government denies all these claims about being obviously. able to control weather and being a weapon of mass destruction, but 
Ooh. Harp has open days in the summer where people can like go check it out. Like you can walk. Yeah, but they hide everything. Well, yeah, they hide the, especially like the quote unquote good stuff. If they're like mm, June seventeenth, we're open. Like you know, they're like yes, June seventeenth, lock it hide down, hide it, <laughs> <laughs> shut it down. Um, but a lot of people don't go because it's in such a remote part of Alaska. And by remote, like, it takes days to get to kind of thing? Probably. Oh, it's, Jesus. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with Alaska. I don't know where, um, what I'm going to find out. Uh, it starts with a G. Hold on. So there's, like, so much information. Gakona. So, like, I don't know how hard it is to get to Gakona or get out of it because it's eight, what's eight the, miles. What's the main out. city from, in Alaska? Anchorage. Okay, so while I look that up, basically a lot of people don't go. Like that's so they're like, oh well, you guys could come check it out. We have it open, but nobody's driving to Gakona, Alaska, to like check it out. Yeah, I can see why now. It's <laughs> kind of right outside the mountain range. Yeah, it probably so is literally one of those, like. like <laughs> yeah, no one's going there. Is it <laughs> like? Is there like a? Does it? Is it on that map? Hard. Yeah. No. It's it's Gakona, mm. but it is. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knows, like if you're from Alaska, where Wrangell's uh, <laughs> Wrangell <laughs> Park and Preserve is. But that is the range that it is closest to. Yeah, that looks like a huge mountain range and like a yeah. national park. So what the heck? I Lake can Louise, if you know where that is, people it's are right not outside just that. like jumping on a jumping in an uber i this looks intense like you have to go through a mountain range to get there one and then yeah. you <laughs> remote alaska but don't worry it's open in the summer if you want to go visit so um you can check that out when there's water and that's harder <laughs> to get there because then you have to like yeah mm -hmm. so have that's fun. convenient um but yeah don't worry because they're open in the summer so you can totally check it out they're totally I'm having fun with this now <laughs> totally transparent and not doing anything wrong so um so that kind of wraps up the like mass destruction wet weapon of warfare kind of theory um I mean there's a little bit more to it like I said there were more bird facts and fish facts and um there are lists of earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes that have all been caused by heart but nothing has any substance so it is all just speculation um, one of the more sinister <laughs> ones, uh, theories, is that harp is used for mind control. And okay. when I say that, like, I felt like locking myself in a closet after reading this, like, I can't even, I'm just going to get into it because it's just nuts. So, one of the first projects of harp was assigned, mm -hmm, one of the first projects harp was assigned was to convert the aurora borealis into a massive transmitting antenna oh that would be utilized in conjunction with the ground-based antenna in order to create a multitude of frequencies that could be transmitted from stations around the planet. So remember how you were like, why is the aurora borealis so important? Well, now I know. That's why. Um, so basically, they took aurora borealis, sent a bunch of signals into it, and like... Like they were with the doing uh, lightning bolts and stuff? Yeah, and then yeah. they like amped it up so that like they could be like oh but your cell phones work better you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah so crazy like if thinking about that thinking about like <laughs> hacking a <laughs> 
the hacking the northern lights to like boost your radio frequency of your cell phone is insane i can't believe that um these transmissions would be at extremely low frequencies elf um, elf yeah extremely low frequencies oh okay the same range which the it. human brain operates Oh. Elf transmissions can be used to impair the brain performance of a large segment of the population of any nation and can be used to spy on and monitor certain individuals. Elf can penetrate through walls, roofs, and even what underground bunkers. <laughs> like, what? So you're not even safe, like, anywhere. Like, even nuclear bombs, we have bunkers that we can go into. Like, yeah, no, not this. We can't protect against this? No. It can what? pierce through everything. So... Remember how earlier I said it? There, there's a way to like focus the energy. Yeah. Yes. That's what you're focusing on, like literally <laughs> breaking through people's like roofs and underground bunkers with your invisible lasers to like shut down. I don't understand how they're human invisible. brain operations. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. I'm telling you, it's insane. You read so much more than what you're giving me, and I'm our, my mind is already on fire. Yeah, I was terrified. Like, when I say I was terrified, <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. I, like, that feeling of, like, you're not safe anywhere, like, kind of sets in. <laughs> I'm like, please don't be using this to control us. Um, the elf weapons can launch electromagnetic harassment and mood manipulations on targets, populations, groups, or individuals within that group. So you could do a whole group of people. You could do one person. <laughs> you could do like seven you people. You got options. <laughs> it's okay. just like insane. Like thinking about the use for mind control is insane. And like all the stuff it can like penetrate through and you can't even see it happening. Like that's just, in, it's insane. It, it's genuinely insane. I don't even know how to process that. Um, I do want to go into something really quick though. And this is kind of its own conspiracy. And um, many people have talked about this, including Shane Dawson, um, one of like the biggest YouTubers. Um, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So there were the California wildfires recently and um, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to discredit them or belittle them at any in any way but a lot of people believe that oh those fires were started by lasers like invisible lasers and when you look at pictures of them um I mean it'll be like one house was completely like charged to the ground and then like the next door neighbor's house is like still standing and all their shrubbery is still like up and green or like it would be like two full houses like charred to the floor, but all of the house, all of the trees are still standing. Like, it's really bizarre. If like there's a lot of conspiracies about it, um, but that, there's not a base in in California. California. I mean, not that we know of. So this laser would be able to reach from Alaska, essentially. Yeah. Oh my god. Pretty much. But then it would work with these other base stations. So if you've got two in Alaska, you've got Puerto Rico, Australia. I mean, they all kind of. What I understood from doing a lot of research into it was that it they all kind of interconnect and communicate with each other. Okay. So, I mean, it's just, like, really intense. But that's another, like, pretty big theory on the whole mind control weapon thing. If I mean, if they could destroy Calabasas, think of what it could do to, like, a, a, like a terrorist country or, you know what I mean? Like, if there I don't was... I want to think about it. If Honestly. there was, like, a threat to america like imagine what they could do with these invisible lasers they're invisible they can reach california 
Oh yeah. my god. Okay. So it's pretty nuts. It literally makes my brain hurt. Like it's pretty nuts. So I think I might have to go read into this a little more after this. <laughs> Mind control we got. We got weapon of mass destruction. Pretty insane stuff. But um there's a few more theories about chemtrails we're gonna throw in. They're not as like intense as yours though. Good. Let's end on a lighter note. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you yeah. wanna do your final thoughts for Harp now so we can end on a lighter note? Um, yeah, I mean, I think this thing, I think we don't know enough about it, and I think they're being really good at kind of keeping it under wraps, but I think that it definitely has the ability to be this weapon of mass destruction, or at least control the weather. I kind of want to go to this one day in Alaska and I mean, go we visit We could totally do that. We could do like a vlog. And then do a, yes. <laughs> Our took the word of, out of my mouth. Of Alaska. <laughs> um... Check out our travel series coming soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. No, but for real. Yeah, I mean, I would love to go walk around. But like you said, like, if they know they're going to be open on June 15th. They're going to hide it. They're going to lock it down. Yeah. So it's kind of up in the air. But it's like you go up to a guard and you're like, so where's the good I know. stuff? Where do you get the good stuff? <laughs> like, be real with me, bro. Um, but yeah. yeah, so do I think that this device has the ability to be dangerous. I don't know how much of that potential we are utilizing. Oh, if it's real, man, it's dangerous. I know. I don't know how I feel about the, like, mind control thing. That's just nuts. But that's its own, that's its own conspiracy, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the lighter stuff now. Yeah. All right, Ooh. so chemtrails. All right, so. Do you want to so, weigh in on harp, though? <laughs> I think I need to read more. <laughs> um, this is I only think, for fun. Please don't I, for us. I think it's possible. Yeah, I agree. But... It, them like trying to cut the earth in half and stuff i don't know if i believe all that yeah because I, I feel like if they go too far that stuff might happen and then that would be really bad for all of us imagine <laughs> if they accidentally cut the world open oh my god would be nuts yeah yeah i i can't give an opinion on this one <laughs> i i might have to post a twitter yeah thing. but let us know what you guys think yeah yeah lighter notes now i can't my mind is on fire <laughs> um <laughs> So my theories for chemtrails, uh, one of the more extreme theories is that the government is intentionally spraying people with harmful substances in order to experiment with the effects or quote unquote weed out the sick and elderly. Um, mm. I mean, I guess I, that's really intense. Like that's I don't, too intense. <laughs> I like don't killing know. off people. I yeah, I don't know if I believe that. We just talked about cutting the world in half. Yeah, I, that <laughs> isn't. This is nothing compared to that. <laughs> I think, I think it's a little less intense, but it is i mean that's still pretty intense but you know it there are lots of things that would say otherwise so i mean after hearing all your theories this one seems more <laughs> believable <laughs> um i don't know if you read ahead but another conspiracy is that the chemtrails are an attempt by the government at mind control and sterilization so i mean if you believe, believe in those, chemtrails yeah. and you believe in harp i think I'm thinking this is probably the most believable for you. Yeah. Um, after hearing all of that, it's probably the most believable for me as well. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't know about the whole mind control thing, and I don't know what they're trying to sterilize, but... I just think it's pretty, like, mind control's pretty intense, and, like, why? And, I mean, we're going to be diving into mind control a little bit later in the month, but it's, it's just, the last like... one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the end of the month, but... So, surprise. On my birthday, Sneak I think. Peek. Okay, we'll, go, um, we'll dive into that later. <laughs> we'll go back. Um, but yeah, I mean, mind control is just intense in itself. But there's always that want to, like, control 
people from like the people well the government always wants to control right right? so i mean according to theorists not according and then sterilization i mean is that just like yeah what are they trying to survive i don't get it i guess humans trying to get humans to survive less of them less of them Ooh. i don't know i don't know we're moving on (laughs) (laughs) some say that the government is dumping bar bar Baru, which is i guess salt aerosol on the land in order to assist in radar mapping for defense purposes. Mm, I don't know. That I don't know that. How, how much salt aerosol is going to do for the land. Um, but Yeah, that sounds like terrible for the environment. Yeah, it does sound very terrible <laughs> for the environment. Oh, and that leads back to my greenhouse gases, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, opposite effect. I'm going to say X-nay on that one. Yeah. Um, I would have to do more research on that one. Yeah, I think we should both read on each other's topics yeah. because I feel like I need to read about yours and mine just has You can so borrow my books, girl. They are There's intense. not enough information on chemtrails. Like, there really isn't. No, yeah. I, I And, like, my book touches on it, but it's just because of HARP. Like, just right. how the two, like, kind of intertwine. Um, there are also sayings that the government could be experimenting with weather manipulation for defense purposes. Um, Imagine that. This isn't so far off because since the 1950s, the British successfully, quote unquote, seeded clouds with salt, dry ice, and liver iodide to make rain. Um, Since weather manipulation isn't so far off, theories have suggested that there may be a connection to HARP. Um, So I think it's this one and the other one. It doesn't sound good to put like iodide into the rain. Like, no. What are these doing for deadly. the environment? I just can't imagine sitting at a table with a bunch of people and being like, you know what? We need iodide to <laughs> control the masses. Iodide. Like, what? There must be more about iodide that we don't know. Yeah. A popular theory is that chemtrails are attempts by the government to combat global warming. Right, so yeah, this is like about. them trying to be like the good guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so the depletion of the ozone layer by spraying particles into the atmosphere to deflect sun's radiation, which would be the albedo which modification. Which Harp kind of talks about as well. So there is this element of like, if this isn't a government conspiracy, if this genuinely is like scientists and science and Bill Nye, you know, doing things... These could potentially be really good things for the environment. They could the be. The fact that there's not a lot of information and not a lot of, um, like, research being done on them. Like, oh, we're trying all these things, but they, like, could be destroying the government. Or I don't not the know government. The, the environment. environment. <laughs> I'm just taking them down. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't – it's just pretty intense, I guess. I don't know if it's – like worth it if you're taking out our environment you know that's what i'm saying you're not saving the ozone layer and destroying like the ecosystems we have you know what i mean like it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense no it doesn't like, which oh, leads me to my final the bees, thought but we fixed that hole in our ozone layer like oh yeah, okay no. um i don't really think that they would be able to keep something like chemtrails out of reach of the public um so if it were a real thing i feel like we would know I agree and disagree. Um, I mean, there is so much now, and I know we've talked about recently and we've talked about with some of our our colleagues and friends that, you know, with the internet and the use of social media and just, like, the way to share information, it's Mm -hmm. so hard to, like, get away with, like, 
brushing things under the rug like this. Right. But we have seen them do it in the past. We have seen it done. And just because we're getting smarter doesn't mean that they're not getting any smarter. Correct. So I don't know what I believe when it comes to chemtrails, though. I definitely haven't done enough research on them. And I definitely don't want to – I don't want to say no because I don't actually – I don't know. Same. (laughs) (laughs) That's why my final thought was so vague. Yeah. uh, So basically – there's a lot that goes into this. <laughs> and manipulating the weather and manipulating, like, I don't even, just, like, lasers? Like, what? I just can't. My brain needs a break. So, we are going to leave you guys with this prophecy, though, from Nostradamus. Do you want to read it? I do. Um, so, he predicted a devastating earthquake, um, that the east would suffer through the worst of shaking and turbulence caused by earthquake and flooding while the West would endure the terrible results of extreme weather. He says the world would finally face the wrath of nature that it has been taking for granted. And this was a prediction for... 2018. Yeah, so I... A lot happened I put in a few things, yeah, that kind of happened in 2018 um, that could have related to this. Um, I don't know that this one came true, but I don't know that it wasn't completely false. Um, there was that 7.0 earthquake in Alaska. It wasn't the worst. Oh, harp. Um, yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Um, it wasn't the worst. Um, I know he's talking about like a devastating earthquake. It actually right. wasn't super devastating, but that was in November of 2018. Um, there was the severe cold worldwide in the winter of 2018, 2019. So we're still kind of seeing the end result of that. Um, there was that strange undocumented seismic activity that was found in 2018 of December um there was basically like a seismic shock that went like around the world um and nobody picked up on it except this guy who was like sitting at home (laughs) watching it because you can like watch the seismic activity live online you can yeah what yeah and so news yeah (laughs) yeah so you can like watch it but basically this guy's like sitting at home you know eating bonbons watching watching the seismic activity (laughs) and he's kind of like hey this doesn't look right and so scientists finally, like, look into it, and then they're like, oh, crap. Like, this doesn't look right. So I don't know how everybody missed it, but thank God this guy was watching it. Um, hmm. And then there were, of course, the wildfires that happened in 2018 as well. Also harp. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, Low-key. But, yeah. So um, we're just trying to keep our prophecies relatable to our topics, but help us end a little bit lighter than, you know, mind control. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us what you think. Do you think Nostradamus's prophecy came through? Do you think that Harp is controlling the weather for, um, you know, geophysical warfare? Do you think they're controlling mines? Do you think they're planning to control mines? Um, what do you think of chemtrails? Have you seen them? Have you felt any different? <laughs> do um, you think they're trying to help global warming? Yeah. Because they're claiming that they are. Yeah. So, pretty intense stuff. Um... But thank you for joining us today. Uh, We will have some stuff up on our Instagram and our Twitter. And we will not be here next week. Right. Because it is spring break. It is spring break. So we will be back in two weeks with a brand new topic. Another government conspiracy. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. So buckle up. And we'll see you next time. See you later.